Hello and welcome to No Applause, that's the clap. I am already doing face, I was going to say face palm because of you. This is going to be an episode. Face in hand. I confuse the stand and stand by me. You know, it's when Randall Flagg declares war on the forces of good, played by a very fat Jerry O'Connell. Oh, that good Jerry O'Connell. Mm. Will Wheaton. Great, now I'm hearing the song in my head. Really? I would expect you to say Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Why are you saying it so weird? Like what? Do you have any whipped cream? Cool whip. Whip. I believe cool it was. Whip. Whip. Why are you saying that so weird? I can't have a pie without cool whip. So, after we recorded last week, I forced you to sit and watch an episode of Rick and Morty. And was your exact response when we finished it was, what the hell did I just watch? It was the Meeseeks episode. Yeah, the Mr. Meeseeks episode, yeah. I'm sorry, I fucking love that episode. There's another one that I want you to watch, which maybe we'll have time for today, but I fucking love the Mr. Meeseeks episode. When they, like I said, they get into the, the blame game with each other... And things go completely awry, and then one of them has the box to create more of them, and yeah. Yeah. Any housey. Any housey? Is that what you just said? Any housey. That's not a thing. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna burp. Damn it. Do I need a burp button? Do I need a cough button? No, we're good. Do I need a nose plug? Um, let's just jump in. You wanna talk about the Wahlberg solution? <laughs> Was that, it wasn't a thinker. No, it wasn't a thinker. I've been listening to The Wahlberg Solution, which is a new podcast through Earwolf. It's only popped up on um, an episode of Earwolf present, Presents, and a couple... I'm going to fuck the name of this thing up. It's okay. Um, a couple episodes of Sklarborough Country. Sklarborough Country? Yeah. yeah. I said it right. And it's... You know I've talked about this with, with you off-air about um, Mark Wahlberg making his cameos on Douglas movies. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg invites his famous friends on stage to help solve the world's problems. Does he find Some a of his friends, Baba? huh? Does he find a transbaba? Well, one of them was Shia LaBeouf, or however the fuck you say his name. I have no fucking idea. That one's actually really good because Shia says, "One, he insists he's a big boy. I have big boy roles now." And he goes, hey, Mark, thanks for taking sloppy seconds on Transformers. At which point, the whole crowd goes, oh. And Mark Wahlberg goes, no, it's okay, because you know what? Michael Bay came to me, and he said, this thing sucks. We need to make it better. Let's put Mark Wahlberg in it. Ooh. Yeah, so you have, uh, air quotes on all the names. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, um, Anne Hathaway, which is hilarious. What does Anne have to say about the world's problems? Something about how everyone likes her and her singing. And Mark Wahlberg says the worst shit to her I've ever heard. My two favorite things that, once again, air quotes, Mark Wahlberg has ever said to Anne Hathaway is, if you were the last kid in the pool, I'd, per- I'd pull the tarp over. Wow. And, yeah, you can come over, just stand in my driveway while I pull in. Uh, Richard Dreyfus was really good. Adam Sandler sings songs um, about Jose Canseco blowing his finger off. Yeah, dude, what the hell? 
Uh, I guess that's recent. Um, yeah, it is. He was cleaning a gun, apparently. I'm trying to think of how they've had. Uh, uh, they had John Malkovich. 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 God, I um, loved that movie so much. Well, it was, huh? Being John Malkovich. You said you hate that? Loved. Oh. Loved that movie so much. I was actually just talking about, I want to say Andy Kaufman, but I know that's not right. Uh, uh, Charlie Kaufman a couple of days ago. Because I was, uh, some girl just watched, uh, one of my coworkers just watched uh, Adaptation for the first time. Oh. And I was like, I love all of his movies. And they're like. He, I, I kind of just want to have a conversation with him. Because I imagine he's probably a little bit like you, where he gets stuck in his own brain for a little bit too long. Yeah, have you seen the movies he writes? Exactly. Um, He's trying to write a movie about an orchid, and it ends up being this weird cyclical thing with twin brothers and scripts and the three and the Horrorboros and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, between that, Escaping in New York was a fucking amazing movie with uh, the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, I actually never saw it. Where he starts, like, building, like, a basically a model of his life, and it just keeps expanding, and he starts building, like, Cities full of people with extras. Did you say that? Well, I can think of is in Cougar Town. He has the little model of the cul-de-sac and all of them in it. I didn't put it on the list, but I gotta say, I watched the new Agents of Shield. I haven't. Do you know who the hold on? Go do ahead. you know who the antagonist is on the new newest episode? No. It gets wrapped up really quick. On who it. is it? Bobby. Like the dipshit ex-husband. Well, he's been in a few plays, things. No, no, plays the like systematically tattooed serial killer. Yeah, no, and doesn't a, wear a shirt for most of the episode. Like he had a one-episode role in the first season of Sons of Anarchy, where he was a disgraced club member that had gotten thrown out because he'd gotten Opie thrown in jail. But he never got his ink inked over, and so they totally fucking burned it off his back. I remember that thing, yeah, yeah. That was a, That was a thing yeah, on, the was, inter- on the internet. Yeah, that was Bobby. Yeah, but Bobby plays a, a weird serial killer in, uh, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I didn't, I didn't want to, I don't want to do a whole thing about it. I mean, they do explain the whole carvings thing, but... Like I said, no, um, it's always weird to see him in a role where he's not just, you know, her dipshit ex-husband who's awesome. Playing Penny King. Penny King! Penny King! Mustache attack. I try to explain to people how good that show is, and they just, like, so poorly... If you like Scrubs, you'll like so Cougar So poorly Town. named. So poorly and named. And they make fun of it. I know, but I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why it never caught on, like Scrubs caught on. But like I said, they don't want no Scrubs. Great, now I'm singing in my head. Thank you, bitch. Don't call Left Eye that. She's dead. She the dead one? Yes. Okay. You actually got that reference right. right. Doesn't mean I still don't want to hit you with my whiteboard. Want to talk about John Wick? I watched John Wick. This is a movie... People can't see you making overly exaggerating, frustrated... frustrated it's not even frustrated. Deb, this is how awesome that movie is. Okay. Imagine the third act of any action movie. Okay. Now, make that third act two hours long. Sounds kind of boring, actually. It's awesome. It's just John Wick fucking shit up. Like, it, it, it's a throwback to, like, the Charles Bronson Death Wish movies, where it's like, you pissed me off in the first five minutes, and now I'm just going to kill everything in my way. That just makes me think Falling Down. Without the horrible domestic violence angle? Yeah. Um, Thank he, you, Michael Douglas. I have 
different opinions of Falling Down, depending on which part of my life you catch me watching it. Because um, I think it's a great, you know, takeaway about, uh, you know, capitalism and, uh, I wouldn't say the white man's burden, but... What? Just say the working man's. Um, but then when you watch it, rewatch it and you realize, like, he's an abusive husband and she had to get away from him. <laughs> anyway. Um... Anyway. Still hot. Still, oh, it's so hot. Even in Judge Dredd, she's hot. So, anyway. What was I talking about? John Wick. The cotton gin? I don't know. <laughs> the Papua New Guinea wooden dollar? Who knows? So, anyway. It's just... Keanu Reeves fucking shit up. I'm glad that he's got a... a this was kind of a weird comeback vehicle for him. And it's... I think it's underrated. I think people are looking at it as kind of your generic um, action movie. And it's it's got some heart to it. Um, Adrian... I'm going to fuck up her last name. Pilecki? Yeah. Uh, she's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She plays uh, Bobby Moore. She plays Mockingbird. Um, is in it... Uh, I like the concept of that there's a hotel for assassins where no business can be done on the premises. Uh, it's run by Ian McShane, who calls no one a cocksucker for the entire movie, which is really weird. Um, yeah, really? Right? I expect him to call, like, Kung Fu Panda cocksucker. Like, did you not have that? Yeah. Hi, we're having a podcast. So no, I'm going to look for you to... He was the bad guy in Kung Fu Panda. Was he? Ian McShane? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. With the where he gets out of the turtle shell with the duck feather? It's been a really long time since I watched Kung Fu Panda. Although now I'm just It's fucking rad. There is no message. Okay, I liked There Kung is no secret ingredient. Like I said, I liked Kung Fu Panda, but it's just it's one of I'm a very small doses person when it comes to Jack Black. Okay, he's a cartoon panda, and the movie's got to be max an hour and a half long. It's yeah, not even um, like you're watching a Jack Black movie. Which I couldn't find Heat Vision and Jack for you, so... I'm sorry, it sounds stupid. It is, that's the point. I want to throw a cat at you. Knowledge is power. For real. So briefly, I'm still listening to Super Gods. I'm almost done. Okay. Um... Sometimes I feel we'll like... Do, we'll do clap reads right now, so go ahead. Like, is it what? Clap reads. Okay. Like I said, sometimes I feel like Grant Morrison lives in my brain. Mostly from the phrase, there have been... Well, it's now eight, but there have been seven men who played Batman on the big screen. If you can name all seven, you've wasted your youth. Thanks, Grant Morrison. Weirdly enough, I couldn't name all seven. Cause he I went like either, he went, because he went to the 40s and the 50s. He went to the serials, yeah. Yeah, like I said, he did the 40s and the 50s. I could name the other five, well, now six, but yeah. Six? Hold on. Adam West? No. Adam West. Michael Keaton. Keaton. Val, Val Kilmer. George, George Clooney, Clooney. Christian Bale. Bale ben ben Affleck. Affleck. Six, yeah. The first two, like I said, were the, the early... The 1940s serial, like... Like I said, apparently they were both, you know, kind of heavyset tough guys in the Gregory Peck, uh, Gregory Peck type of uh, area, but still, like I said, no. I want to say one of them's last name was Lowry? Sure. Like the seasoning salt? But still. Holy spices, Batman. I'm really... Holy 
Holy strawberries, Batman. We're in a jam. <laughs> I, I broke Deb. <laughs> With a 50-year-old reference. What's the, God, I'm trying to think of the horrible riddles they had. It's like, you know, what weighs blank and plank. A sparrow with a machine gun. Gun. That was from the movie. Yeah. No. And uh, something about an egg. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, God. Well, because the movie was Batman gets attacked by a shark. Yes, this happens. This is all true things. They use the bat shark repellent spray. The shark falls into the water. It explodes. Oh no! Wait, that was exploding shark. And then they shoot the no, Polaris no. missile into the sky, which writes the the riddles. Because they, the movie is all four villains coming together. But it's something with a bomb. Like, he has a bomb he ends up throwing off a pier or something like that. Well, there are just some days you can't get rid you of a, a bomb. bomb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's either a marching band, or nuns, or the baby ducks, which I love that cutaway. Okay. The baby ducks. Some days you just can't. And it's literally one of those giant round bombs with the fuse on the top, like Bugs Bunny style. Like the kind he'd like accident, like he'd feed the Tasmanian devil in lieu but, of a turkey. You know the only thing that would make that scene better? Yakety Sax from the Benny Hill show? The song? Almost too camp for a 66 No, I know. I had PBS when I was a kid, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's why, okay. Anyone out here listening who owns a bar, or all of you like me who are complete assholes, anytime you see a touch jukebox, you know, the ones that are connected to the interweb so you can get all the music. Just play Acne Sax. Um, you can, can actually get an app and control them from your phone and play Yakety Sax like 15 times in a fucking row. Here's the thing, is that they actually have a radius on them, so if you're in a, like a nightlife cluster, you can get like 10 freaking bars. And so you can play that like 20 times at the bar next to you. They will have no fucking idea where it came from. So, A, don't put your jukebox online, and B, be a dickbag. Be a total well, dickbag. Am I the only one that when you say yakety sax, I want to say don't talk back? No, 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 everybody does, and you're picturing Tiny Toons and uh, Plucky Duck, aren't you? Nope, I'm picturing Arnold Schwarzenegger from Twins. Really? Because mm-hmm. they, did, they did the video for that on Tiny Toons with yakety yak, don't talk back. Was it the same episode they did the, uh... No, different episode. They might be giants? Yeah. Stuff? Particle Man, Particle Man. That was Plucky Duck is Particle Man. God, I love that. Great, now I'm seeing Constantinople in my head, too. One of the trivia questions recently, the answer was in Istanbul, and uh, the non-turn and I immediately started singing that song. Well, even old New York used to be New yeah, Amsterdam. Why they changed they it, I can't, can't say. say. Guess Maybe. they liked it yeah. that way. People liked it the other way. Damn it. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Um, you want to talk about Spaced? Actually, I want to talk that I, I actually, uh, speaking of They Might Be Giants, almost played They Might Be Giants at Gonzo. Not for Gonzo, mind you. At him. But I just had to play nice. and had to play The Silver Jews. So, which is a fantastic band if you haven't listened to them. Um, they're, uh, you'd like them. Want to talk about Spaced? I've been on a We're Gonna Be slamming through the BBC binging that is Doug's brain. I have been on a BBC binge. We were going to talk about Space last week, but we didn't have enough time. No, we got caught up doing other stuff. Yeah. I've watched both seasons of Spaced. Once again, phenomenal. Um, 
you see the seeds of at least Shaun of the Dead in it. Oh yeah, easily. With the episode where um, they go to the art showing and uh, Tim Beasley starts hallucinating in zombies. Thanks to the... Poor tortured Tim Beasley. Thanks to the cheap speed he bought. Him sleeping with the landlady for his rent. Oh, that's oh. not Tim. That's uh, that's Brian. Oh, you're right. That is Brian. Uh, played by Mark Heap, who ends up oh. in No Heroics as a light killer. Whoa. Pop goes the wee... I don't know. Um, I don't think they heard that. The ginger ale bottle just popped. That sounds like a code. The ginger ale has popped. The ginger ale bottle has popped. I repeat, the ginger ale bottle has popped. The bird has left the nest. The geese are flying south. <laughs> the crow lands at midnight. No, that sounds like one of those weird, like, dead drop phrases where it's like, Do you have any curry? No, I'm circumcised. <laughs> and that's like the, the like, match phrases. Okay, you watch American Dad, right? No. Never? I've seen it. I'm aware uh, of it. There's a plot line where Stan the dad had yeah. your daughter brainwashed and trained as a CIA operative. And the code she's a hippie. Yeah, the code phrase was, Haley, I'm getting tired of this orgasm. Wow. Well, that's something you'd never say in real life. And of course he says it. Yeah. In context of, so I don't know. So awkward. Awkward. Anyway, so... We could use this as a segue to something else, but I... Spaced. Yes. Yep. I want to keep on this BBC thing so I can just get it out. So, I've been on this BBC kick. I watched Spaced. That led me to go, I need the whole Cornetto trilogy mm-hmm. uh, on my computer so I can watch it at my leisure. My leisure. And, uh... I don't have World's Ed on anything but flash drive, so I actually need to get a physical copy of that. No, I never. Yeah, I, I I was doing all uh, iTunes and other means um, when I when uh, World. But I mean, I have, I have Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. On D- I, I have both on those DVD. on DVD. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't have them on. Uh, I'm just gonna say I don't have World's End on anything but flash drive. Um, so I ended up getting the Cornetto trilogy. I remembered uh, Dylan Moran, who played David in um, Shaun of the Dead. <sighs> Poor bastard. Doesn't he get away? No, he dies. He outright dies. Yeah, twist no. gets away. Not Twist. Um, I can't remember what her name was. Yeah, but the best friend character. She ends up getting what? She she can't, like, She hides in a tree, tree or something. And, like eats an arm. Yeah, she, but she like, hides in a tree or something. Like I said, she ends up living. But yeah, no, David gets murdered. So, following my weird logic, I remember Dylan Moran. I immediately remember that um, a, a then-girlfriend had recommended Black Books to me. Which I did watch. I don't think I get all all the way through all three seasons, but she was like, "Oh my god! Like this is totally like if you don't grow up to be the guy in High Fidelity, you're gonna grow up to be this guy." Which Deb is laughing because all these things are true. Um, <clears throat> they really are. Oh, oh, my dad handed me his copy of High Fidelity. And went, "This is you in ten years." The end. Um, I dated that guy. Our sex life Rob, was not great. I'd imagine it's self-serving. He cries at the end. No, that, that wasn't a problem. Anyways, continue. Back on John Cusack, because we talked about him last week. I love John Cusack. I love you so much. You know what the weird part is with that weird voice you just said? I thought you said Kukak. I 
love you, John Cukay. Which is the, uh, the what, what would that be, like, the Arabian, like, knockoff? You know when they make, like, the American movies, but they have different names, where instead of Transformers, it's, like, giant changing robots. It's, like, with John Cukak. Okay, I have to admit, when Transformers came out and they had all the uh, movie marquees that said Transformers sex tape, I peed myself a little bit laughing. Oh, when uh, yeah. Extinction came out. Okay. Like I said, yeah, it was Transformer sex tape. I'm like, I'd, I'd watch, watch that. that. <laughs> In unison, like, no, no beat, no pause. I'd, I'd watch, watch that. Again. Um, uh, so any I, more BBC after Yeah, Black so I, I went and I watched uh, Black Books. I'm about, I'm, I'm into the third season right now. Um, I'm starting to absorb his mannerisms, which can't be good. Yeah, I saw you doing the weird hand gestures earlier. Look, Manny. Yeah, you're a cunt. Um, or whatever he says. <laughs> I have to tell you, um, I love the IT crowd. I don't know if you've ever watched I, it. It's, yeah. it's, it's next on my list, actually. I love the IT crowd. That's, that's with, uh, what's his name from Wedding Bride, right? Not Wedding Bride. Fucking, that's, how about your mother? Wedding Crashers. No, fuck it. That's Vince Vaughn. Uh, Bridesmaids. Yes. What the hell is happening with you? He also is in uh, Thor 2 as her date. Yeah. yeah! He kind of looks like Martin Freeman, but he's Welsh. I was going to say, no, he's... He kind of looks like Martin Freeman. He's really funny in I, the IT crowd recently. Um, the non-turns computer's down here right now because he's uh, home for a little bit and I have the Wi-Fi and he doesn't, so it was making a weird not noise the other day and I what messaged him. What kind of noise? Big bong noise! All right. No, like I said, that's what I messaged him, but that was not the noise that it was making. But yeah, no, unfortunately... The IT crowd is permanently ingrained on my brain, i.e. the, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? And, computer broken! Bing bong noise! Well, that's the thing, is that if you look at, Black Books is kind of the, and, and Simon Pegg has said this, yeah. that Black Books is the kind of sister show to um, Spaced. Oh, yeah. That they have, it has Simon Pegg, it has Nick Frost, um, it's produced by uh, Nora, oh, what the fuck is her name? I want to say Nora Jones, but I know that's not right. Ephraim? No. I hate you. You love it. It's Nira, Nira Parks, I want to say, is the producer of both. I think that's right. Or Nira Park? What? Nira Parks? And I... Well, I guess there's one, like, four blocks that way. Are you doing a thing? Yes, I am. Is this a bit? This is a bit. Okay. Speaking of bits, did you watch the... Oh, I've got... Oh, my God. No, we're not watching... Finish your BBC thoughts. So, uh, there was Spaced, there was Black Books, I'm reading a, uh, Terry, Terry Gilliam. I'm reading a Terry, uh, Pratchett book. What book? Uh, Mort. Oh. Uh, book four of the Discworld series. Um, you know, I kind of jumped around, I, I, I read... I tell you, though, I think that the Discworld series really finds itself in book five and then on. Which is after Mort. Exactly, like I said, because the first four or five books he wrote, he was still finding his voice. And I had to tell you... All of the books he writes about the Night Watch, like Guards, Guards, and Men at Arms, and all of them with, you know, Carrot. I, I fucking love those books so much. And what? Witches Abroad was, like, basically the precursor to Shrek, because it was all about kind of taking apart and rearranging fairy tales. I actually hadn't read that much Terry Pratchett, surprisingly, if you know me. Yeah, that's Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, like, him and Douglas Adams where you're like, wait, what do you mean you just got into them? But, I mean, I fell into a Terry Pratchett hole with an ex-boyfriend about ten years ago, and he had, like, all of them, and I tore through them. Like, I 
read exclusively I, I did, uh, him for a solid No, I did uh, Light Fantastic and... That's the second book. I can't remember the name of the first book in the Discworld series. Um, um, crap, I can see the cover in yeah, my I know. head and I can't think of the name of the book. I know. Hold on. Don't correct this, Internet. I have the book, which is like the Internet, but made of paper. <sighs> flip, flip, flip. The Color of Magic. See, I knew it was something about magic. Like um, I said, he doesn't really find the humor in his books until, like, book five. Oh, bullshit. The thing is, I had never really read a lot of Terry Pratchett. I had read him in context of Good Omens. Well, yeah, but I mean, that that's a... It's a Neil Gaiman book with Terry Pratchett. Um, uh, damn it, I can't think of a word. Well, you're having a Fitz moment. I am. Crap. Damn you, Fitz! Do you need Ghost Simmons to fucking tell you the word? No, I need oh. the black guy to come help me. That's a little telling, but anyway. Um, I don't remember his name right now. The black guy? I'm sorry, I don't watch S.H.I.E.L.D. that closely. I'm bored with it, and I think it's stupid. It's not Trip, because that's the guy that was under uh, Paxton. Crazy. Game over, man. That's what I imagine he sounds like when he comes. Um, like, he just comes in and he goes, Game over, man! Okay, so Regardless Gotham. of gender. Gotham. I was gonna say, we had the mask episode. Well, the black, black mask. Black mask. I believe it was just called the mask, or mask. But it's... It's... The last name is Sionis. It's... It's black mask. I actually really liked this episode. Of course, Barbara once again irritated the shit out of me. Too dumb to live. Okay, she's so, too so, dumb no, to live. No, so they have to kill her. Like I said, so she's just gonna leave. She couldn't fucking do that last episode. Or three episodes ago, like. To quote Felicia Day. She's too dumb. I don't have the t the tweet in front of me, but yeah, she's I love too Gotham, dumb to live. But most of the time, Barbara is too, too dumb, dumb to, to live. live. The thing is, how many that. times has she said she's going to leave? And then doesn't. And like I said, she leaves this up. She couldn't fucking do that last episode and just save him a whole fucking heap of trouble. Oh, you mean like when he said, when Gordon said to her, leave, and she going, okay, and then, and then, then didn't. No, then she left for like one day and came back. Less than a day. She got to the bus station and went, you know what? Would help him to become a commissioner? If I went back and squealed like a fucking rat with legs that went up to her neck, don't get me wrong. Um, she's gorgeous. And she's a beautiful. Tessette defy gravity. Like I said, she's a beautiful girl. She's absolutely stunning. But, but we know what Gotham does to pretty people. Like, it, like I said, her, her fucking. I swear to God, I'm going to walk down the hall and murder that fucking dog. And Thank John, God I thought you heard a baby. Thank God I was a dog. And then John Wick is going to come and kill me. The whole premise of the movie... Well, oh my God. I don't even know. I'll talk about it. His wife dies, and then like two days later, these like Russian guys are like, I want your fucking car. And he's like, it's not for sale. So they break into his house and kill his fucking dog that his wife gave him to help him grieve her. Transition object. So they kill the dog. That's like the last remainder of like the last good thing in his life. And then fucking John Leguizamo, who plays like this like chop shop guy, 
Because he's in stuff again. And, uh... I actually really liked him in Summer of Sam, but continue. I saw that in theaters and fucking hated it. That scene where his wife is wearing the wig and he's like, oh, it feels like I'm cheating on you, but I'm not. Just fuck, funny fuck, since fuck. he is totally cheating on her. Yeah, with women who look like her wearing a wig. Well, I mean, they have like the natural hair, not the wig part. It's very Black Canary. We're going to talk so about that Gotham. later. I liked Black Mask. I did. I liked this episode. I, I, didn't, I didn't like the actual mask. No, I didn't <laughs> like the actual mask. I the, did like... The, like, the Japanese Oni mask. I do like that they're doing a slow turn on the police department. That Gordon's starting to get them like under He's him. Getting a little bit of support interaction. Yeah, like I said, I like the slow turn that's happening. I like that his boss is starting to come around and support him. He told his boss to leave. I mean, he's when Gordon says, "I told you to leave," it's absolutely right. No, no, and I actually, I, I back Gordon and the boss. Like I said, I have no problem with that. I like that she was the first one to step forward though when Bullock needed help. And I do like the other officer, the one he basically fucked when over. When Gordon help. Yeah, like I said, the one that he basically fucked over by um, arresting his, uh, I was going to say, the unlicensed doctor. doctor, still fucking the crime stepped doctor, up. Yeah. yeah, still the, fucking The mob doctor. Like said, Not the crime doctor, that's an actual character. Crime doctor. <laughs> like I said, I like that he still stepped How up. How was that? Crime doctor. I'm sorry, are you doing a vaudeville stage? Yes, I am. I'm the crime doctor, and I'm going to do a pratfall. Exactly. Take that, Mr. Hitler. <laughs> I was going to say something about the Kaiser, but apparently we're going to do World War II. Yeah, they didn't have talkies during World War One. They had vaudeville. I was doing newsreels, wasn't I? Yeah. Son of a bitch. So, Gotham. <laughs> Cracking myself up here, folks. So, yeah, um, and, and it wasn't Black Mask's real name. It was a different first name, which, once again, I have an issue with. Because, it's like, just fucking make him Black Mask. Um, I wasn't happy with the Japanese Oni Mask. Um, but I like that interpretation of kind of a street-level take on this villain. Uh, same with Zaz, except for his weird Matrix cronies. Um... <laughs> What? Nothing. I'm thinking about that scene done with Matrix uh, physics, and it's a lot funnier in my head. What? Never mind. I said I'm thinking about the scene with him and the two Matrix henchwomen and Zass, but done with like Matrix physics. It's a lot funnier. I'm just glad that they had Zaz like roll up his sleeve and do the hash mark, and then he's covered in them. My thing is that he kills people because he thinks they're robots. Which is actually, they're not real. You read Breakfast of Champions, right? Yeah. Like I said, that was that was his. Well, that was the guy who's going to go meet Kilgore Trout. Yeah, thinks everyone's robots and it's okay to kill them in a piano bar because well, he's he a thinks, used car salesman. Like I said, he thinks everyone. By the way, read robot. the book. It'll show you what an asshole looks like. I mean, literally, it's an asterisk. It's a picture of an asshole. What? It's in the book. Let's talk about last week's episode of Constantine. They introduced a character. Yeah. Father Midnight. I know. Where the hell is that fucking noise coming from? 
It's the frozen acetate. I swear to God, somebody's listening to Blues Traveler like crazy loud. All I hear is harmonica. Okay, it's gone now. It must have been somebody driving. It could be Anne. (laughs) Anyway, so they introduced Papa Midnight. You laughed less at that. Think about it. I'm not going to laugh anymore. At Anne? Shut up. And her queef for Monica? <laughs> I win. Um, what were we talking about? Constantine. Right, so they got Papa Midnight. Uh, he's okay. a big part of the early Hellblazer comic, but not a lot of the latter until the movie comes out, which we don't talk about a lot, because... Right. Because uh, the devil was the only reason we liked the movie? Well, that and uh, Tilda Swinton. In the first five minutes. I'll, I'll say the first five minutes. I Once again, I thought they got him right. And then Demon's Breast Shotgun. Um, Damn you, Shia LaBeouf. No, I didn't mind him as Chaz. I actually did like the Capra scene with him. And I really, really... And we've talked about this before. I love the styling on the angels in that movie. And they have them in the off-white with all the ragged clothing mm-hmm. and the, uh, the mental patient bracelets. Yeah. But anyways. I mean, there are good things about that movie... John Constantine was not one of them. No. Like I said, the number one thing you and I both liked about that movie was the devil. Yeah, Peter Stormare. When he starts dragging him, and when he starts dragging him and he like digs into the concrete, it was such a neat effect where I was like, oh. Okay, sorry. So anyway, so... Constantine. Okay, you know what? Anytime that they go back to the myth about musicians trading their soul for talent, I'm interested. Absolutely. Because, I mean, that's been around... I think Paganini was actually the violinist, was actually the first one that that rumor was about, that he traded his soul to the devil for his talent at the It's instruments. most well-known in blues with, um... Uh, um, um, Hit by train blues. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Are you doing Metalocalypse? I was doing Metalocalypse. All the blues are about the trains. Murder train are coming. What is it? They put, like, cinder blocks on their hands to make them, like, guitar slower. To make them slower. slower, and if they move them too fast, it hits them in the junk with the yeah. cinder block. Oh, my God. It was so, that was a, such a great, episode. great episode. Yeah. That was the first season. But, uh... Anyways, but like I said, anytime they go back to... He wants to play grandpa's guitars? What are those? What are those wooden things? <laughs> Chairs? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 Oh, they go to a grocery store. It's a foods it's library. library. Foods library. So Hoovercroft. But anyway, it, um, as much as you know, what I I don't much care for the series. I don't think it's gonna go, and I'm not sad about that. It would have been better on one of the premiums. Unless, unless they start really pulling from the comic and getting that like intense demonic presence. Like they have not explained Nargle, who's the demon that pulls Astra in. They haven't, you know, they haven't really talked about the, the firstborn. Um, I'm in, by the way. Uh, hey, bitch, next time put the ginger ale back in the fridge. And then it wouldn't pop, and we wouldn't have fun code phrase talks on this podcast. Um, until they get into, like, Nargle, until they get into Astra, the first fallen. Oh, by the way, can I tell you how and much honestly, I hate Zed? Who dies? Uh, when does she die? She dies, she dies within the Swamp Thing run, so... It's not the actress, it's not the way she acts the character, it's the fucking character. 
Uh, Zed dies pretty early on. Uh, like I said, she dies when... Um, you want me to say it, don't you? I don't know what you're talking about, so sure. Zed's dead, baby. Is it weird I heard that in Bender voice? Zed's dead, baby. I know it. Anywho. And by the way, John DiMaggio, or Joe DiMaggio was on uh, The League. I diagnosed that they're listening to that god-awful music in the empty apartment next to me while they do improvements. And as soon as we get done recording, I'm going to go fucking scream at them. Dude, it's the hook that brings you back again. It is taking exactly all of my self-control not to go fucking scream at them right now. Well, don't. Huh? Well, don't. People live here. Don't be a dickbag. Right, so, Constantine. My issue with it is that he's... <laughs> I don't even know when I... And... I'm just going to call this episode Disclaptions, because that's what we have. Are you really going to gazelle? Okay, so, so Deborah has finished screaming at the maintenance men store, listening to Blues Traveler at unbelievable volumes at noon on a freaking Saturday, when you fucking know people are home. What inconsiderate fucking dick that is. I don't know. Like, if you were to, like, ask me when the best time to listen to Blues Traveler would be, I would say never. But um, We're in an apartment building. There is never an appropriate time to listen to Blues Traveler at that volume. Okay. Absolutely never. But it's a hook that brings you back. I made that joke. Wear a pair of goddamn headphones and shut the fuck up. I know. I'm so about headphones. Anyway. You know, actually, it wasn't years ago, Maddie actually brought this to me about how a lot of albums that I love, like Love Love. Like Bailey? Yes. Like I said, I don't really, like, hear them and hear them in great detail until I listen to them in headphones. Like, I hear all the subtleties mm-hmm. of the mixing and all of the undertones. And, I've been know, doing that to like Silver the, Juice. Like the imp- Every time you say that, I giggle. It's the band name. It's not my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's sorry. Dave Berman's fault. So, question. Or what, Steve Malcolmus, I don't know. Gold Juice. I'm trying to think of that fucking Spielberg movie that came nobody can see in making, Munich. Nobody can see you making awkward Jim Jeffries face right now. <laughs> trying to think of the name of the movie Munich. Um, by the way, Jim Jeffries Bear, totally worth watching. B A R E, comedy special. It's on the Netflix. Oh, he's got a new one? Well, I don't know if it's new. It's the newest one I've seen. Let me see if I can find that release <coughs> date on that. As you know, I'm a big Jim Jeffries fan. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. If you came to see him, same cunt. That means you're the guy, and what is it? Was it Pretty Girls Don't Know How Much Drinks Cost? And uh, my favorite bit, weirdly enough, is about abusive relationships. Where he goes, all of my husbands hit me. All four of them. And he goes, really? Yeah, no, it's, all four? It's, it's new. It's from this year. After four, you're a button pusher. But yeah, like I said, no, it's new. It's from 2014. Yeah, and it's that. really funny, though, because he's talking about how he has a child now. Yeah. With his lady friend. Mm-hmm. I think it's just his girlfriend. I don't think they're married. No, no, no. About how she used to be a model, but he didn't get her during, quote, the model years. Oh. Yeah. That's totally Jim Jeffries, though. That's, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. Jim Jeffries. That's, it's a Seinfeld episode in and of itself. And he totally talks about the casting for Legit, where he actually did want to cast a quadriplegic actor, but he didn't end up doing it because, God, I want to say his name's DJ. Uh, DJ Qualls. DJ for the, the the friend with MS. Yeah, like I Not said. Not MS. Um, 
Is it cerebral palsy? It's not cerebral palsy. No, 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 no. It's, um... It's some degenerative muscle disorder. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the whole thing about taking him to the brothel is the, is the pilot. Like I said, but like I said, he wanted to actually, you And know, he's packing heat. Like I said, he wanted to actually, you know, cast a quadriplegic actor, and it just didn't end up The happening. studio freaked out about it, I think. You, you need to watch Bear. Okay. Because he does a whole thing about that. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to go off on the Jim Jeffries. So, um... Constantine! Let me goddamn finish my point about Constantine! I'm sorry, I was really distracted by Blues Traveler. I know! We thought of an episode way, title. why is a 20-something Hispanic dude listening to Blues Traveler at that fucking volume? Because you don't know what good music is. I know that love is. brings you back, but still. Well, if you're Rinton Tinner and Boleyn, I don't remember the rest of the weird fat guy rap on that one. But anyway... He's not fat anymore. He got the stomach staples. He's just John Pop now. <laughs> not John Popcorn. Not John Popover. Popler. Popover. What'd you say? Popover. Yeah. Uh, Does anybody make popovers anymore? Arby's? Don't they make... Oh, that's no. turnovers. No. no Anyways, Constantine. So, I'm still irritated, and I haven't watched the new episode, but I'm still irritated that he uses... Magic, as opposed to his con man that was persona, was which was always, which magic to, to Constantine is always kind of his last resort. He always just kind of wants to argue you and logic you out of it. As opposed to the resorting to Christ archaic. The power of Christ compels you. Spirit of Santa, I'm doing the, like, you know, the, the nobody, priest nobody the holy water. Nobody can see us doing the arm gestures. I know. Yeah. yeah. I do it really well. It's actually kind of scary. I think you'd be the old priest, though, not the young priest. I m- may have blessed someone at a Halloween party. I don't know. So, continuing so, talking st- about... Continuing we are seriously not talking about that, are we? Like, selfie? Yeah. We're going to talk about selfie for five seconds. One... It's canceled. Thank God. One of the reasons it was a I piece really of shit. it was not a great show. No. But one of the reasons I really like watching it is because she looks super hot on it. Did you know that I was watching? There's a very specific clip I'm going to make you watch where she she takes offense to somebody saying she's not being eyed for an executive position, but she's like, "Oh, I get eyed. I get eyed in this office all the time." And then she does like a little booty dance in these leather shorts. You know you want to watch it. That I do want to watch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Although the line that she says before that is one that almost made me pee myself laughing. Excuse me, I'm doing cankles and listening to riffraff. Response, don't do any of that. Yeah, you're, and making, when, you're doing Jim Jeffries' face right now. When you say riffraff, I just assume you mean what's-his-name from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, unfortunately, I mean... The you're listening to Shock show. Therapy and doing cankles. God, my life would be awesome if that was what was happening. I'm not high-fiving you. Yes, no. High-five me. No. Okay, do we want to talk about Simpsons Roma? Do you know what that is? Of course, I watched it. Did you? I was disappointed. I, really? I thought it was better than the Family Guy crossover. It was way better than the Family Guy crossover, but I just want Futurama back. I'm sorry. It did make me a little wistful for Futurama. I said, I don't give a shit about the Simpsons. I loved the last episode of Futurama. I loved it. With Fry and uh, Leela getting old and traveling the world, and then, you know... Going getting to do it all over again. It tore my fucking... Every time... Futurama has this way of, like, reaching into your heart and just 
crushing it. Okay, we had this conversation. With the dog episode. The dog Which, episode. by the way, did you realize that if that dog that appeared in Fry is from Springfield? No, I saw that, and that made me actually even sad all over again. Uh-huh. Like I said, but like I said, no, we had, we had this conversation. That and the little raccoon thing from Kelvin and Hobbes. Cartoons that crush my soul. Uh-huh. I loved I loved Simpsons drama. I, I, I thought it was, was so much fine, better than the I Family Guy episode. I was fine with Simpsons drama. I just, I just want Futurama back. I don't give a shit about the Simpsons. I'm, it's I'm, been I'm, fucking I'm, old and stale for years. I, I just want my Futurama. I'm with you. I want Saprianikin. That's like why they call, call me the velour fog. I like to call it the sexnasia. I suffer from a very <laughs> sexual disease, Kiff. What do I call it? Sexlexia. No, you have to say it sadly. Sexlexia. No, because Kiff doesn't say that. No, Brannigan no, 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 does. Kiff says it. No, no, bullshit. I suffer from a very sensual disorder. What do they call it, Kiff? Sexlexia. No, Kiff doesn't say it. Kiff does say it. We're looking this up as soon as we're done. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Flash. I have okay. to admit... I have to... Okay, The Go Flash ahead. is growing on me. And that sounds like I have some horrible venereal disease. Oh, I've got the Flash. It's growing on me. Ugh. Like I said, no. The I'm, temple door is closed. Okay, the phrase is, the golden temple is open. Whatever. Please quit fucking it up. You fucked it up ten times since you've been in my apartment this morning. Awkward silence. Prerequisite. Any hoozle. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this week's episode of The Flash. Okay. It's I, interesting. I liked it. And you and I talked about this. I like that they actually have a metahuman that's not evil. However. Who, which irritated me because in the comics she's a stone cold killer. Plastique is part of the Suicide Squad. Plastique. She's part of. I like that he got her, her quote code name right on the first try. I loved it. Where he was like, nailed it. Um, he didn't say that, unfortunately. No, he I didn't. I wish he did. I, oh, I would have loved it. Um, but that Plastique is part of Task Force X in the Justice League cartoon. She's part of the uh, 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 Suicide Squad, like I said. Mm-hmm. She's a stone-cold killer, and to make her... A sympathetic character. A sympathetic... Thank you. That, and she was a non-killer, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I just... That was only slightly irritating. I mean, I like that they had, don't get me wrong, I like that they had a metahuman who didn't want to blow up the world and they say that. Um, I was going to say, she and I like that, that you, you're they, the first one who have been able to study other than Barry. And I like that they introduced uh, General Wade Eiling, who eventually becomes a metahuman himself. Um, as you actually see in the cartoons they and keep, in the comics. They keep building and building and building towards the evil reveal. And by the way, did you notice the weird... Once again, like, you you and I have talked about that DC, their uh, voice director, Andrea Romano, mm-hmm. will use the same people, they get quality people, and that once you're into the whole DC thing, like, you're they will in. pull you back in. You don't, I don't think you notice the nod. The actor they had play uh, Wade Eiling, Clancy Brown, is the voice of Lex Luthor in... The Superman, Batman, and Justice League cartoons. Okay, so can we talk about, God, what episode was it when Batman followed Superman home? Uh, that was the world's finest crossover. It was, okay. Where he, like, waves at him and he's yeah. like, fuck you! You know what my big problem with that episode is? Is when Batman's interrogating Lex Luthor in his bed and he has no nipples. 
Yeah, Lex Luthor has evolved to the point where he doesn't need nipples. It, that bothered me. That bothered me a lot. Because it's like he has the, the, the lines to suggest nipples are there. It, pectoral muscles, yeah. No, no, I mean, like, he had the little round area, I think. But no actual... He, like, he had the areola area, but he didn't have the actual nipple. Well, have you seen Batman and Robin? Nipples ruin everything. Except for Brawla selfies. Thank you, Internet. So, in Super Gods, Grant Morrison is talking about Alfred producing the suit for George Clooney. And Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, like I said, I took some liberties, sir. And by that he means nipples and a codpiece. To to quote Grant Morrison, thank God the actor who played Alfred was going to die to save him the embarrassment of being arrested. Michael Go, yeah. Yeah, to save him the embarrassment of being arrested. Because apparently Alfred really is a fucking pervert. You bitch. You better give me half of that. You mean the ginger ale? No. Final thoughts on this week's episode of The Flash. I really don't like Iris. I'm sorry. I find her character annoying. You trying to shock me? Nope. Final thoughts on the episode. We haven't even broken ground on what freaked me out. Okay, go ahead. Now, I have a question for you. Yes. Once you're not entering, you can do your measuring thing over there. But... Yes, I'm baking. I said that something freaked me out. Made me nerdgasm. I told you what it was. I will tell you... I will tell the audience in a moment. Um, You know I don't know my Flash like you know your Flash. Exactly. So, I said I had a nerdgasm. I said, you know over what? And you went, yeah. And I went, this. And you went, oh. What did you think I had a nerdgasm over? I don't know. The conversation was yesterday. I don't remember. No, it wasn't. It was like an hour ago. Oh, I thought it was the, I thought it was the reveal on uh, General Island. That I that Island came. In, that yeah, Island. In? Sorry, okay. Island, not Island. And now, like I said, I thought that was what you, you, were, you thought. Okay, you thought it was Island. Yeah. Not, no. Sorry, I totally forgot we had this. That that was the conversation I thought. Okay. You were. Um, my nerdgasm on Flash is, and if you haven't listened to the show, I'm a huge Flash fan. Um, that and Green Lantern are kind of my. My, uh, my, uh, milieu. Um... You should say your jam. It's a lot funnier. No, because the last time I mentioned jam, you laughed during the podcast. <laughs> now I'm thinking about jelly. Holy I'm strawberries, first, Batman! Sir. We're in a jam! By the way, go buy the complete 19 of the Batman 66 uh, box set, because it's glorious. And the movie! Oh my god. Oh, the movie's hilarious. Love the movie. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I did uh, not, much like every kid who watched it when you were young, I didn't realize it was supposed to be that funny and cliche until I got much older. Oh, it's there. As a kid, I took it at face value. I, I'm listening to the uh, the Fat Man on Batman. It's uh, uh, Smith, uh, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman who do Hollywood Babylon. And then uh, Burt Ward ends up joining them. And they talk about how they, like, you watch it as a kid and you're like, Oh, it's Batman. It's fun, whatever. And then you're like, "Oh, this is silly." When you're like in your teens, and then, and then you're, like, you're like, as you uh... like get college age, and you're like, "Oh, this is so much." It's like Pee-wee's Playhouse. Like you rewatch it, and you go, "Oh, that that joke totally yeah, okay no. is not for seven year olds." You know what's extra funny about that? Is, did you ever watch The Fairly Odd Parents on Nickelodeon? Yeah. You remember that Adam West voiced a character on that called Catman? Mm, no. Look it up. Okay. 
Well, I mean, I won't, but I trust you. Okay, so what was your nerdgasm on? My nerdgasm was that you have Eiling and, and Harrison Wells, um, who it seems to... I'm sorry, but they keep building him up to be the reverse Flash so he's, much. He's not going to be... Well, the thing is, Professor Zoom, or, or, or Hunter Solomon, Hunter Solomon, his whole thing on being a supervillain is to make the hero better mm-hmm. by creating tragedy, by whatever, by putting him through his trials. Which really and that's what Harrison Wells is doing. It really is. Like I said, that just makes me think of... He, ha- like, he, is, he is so focused on him, on Barry, like, becoming the Flash. Like I said, it just makes that. me think of um, Unbreakable. Yeah. When yeah. Mr. Glass That's the is, villain yeah. defines the hero. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, so if you... Uh, uh, so my big nerdgasm um, was that that uh, Eiling and, and Wells are talking about that they're working on a telepathy um, serum, I guess you'd call it, well, or whatever. Well, they're parting of ways about gene therapy? Yeah, well, to, to create the metagene for telepathy... For um, uh, interrogation purposes, yeah. which struck me as odd. I'm not going to get really deep into it, but because um, Eileen becomes like a super soldier um, like in, in the comics, um, but that's through brain switching. So, but anyway, but he be- but in the cartoon he becomes like a super soldier. No tel- no telepathy. So I thought it was really odd that they kind of pull that in right right off the bat. And then you cut to the whole five years before, and Wells says... Them and their parting of ways over the project. Yes, and says, like, as long as I'm here, he will not be put through, like, this, like, inhumane treatment, blah, 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 blah. Like, this telepathy whole study is shut down. That we're and I'm sitting there going, who is he, who is he, who is he? And I'm like, if they don't reveal who he is, I'm going to freak out. Yeah, like I said, I assumed it was a human subject. It is not. Nope. It's a gorilla. Name Grodd. It's Gorilla Grodd. Okay, here's the thing. When you have a half-ton gorilla as a villain, it's already terrifying. To give him mental powers where he can go into your brain and make you like live your worst nightmares. And then for Flash, the fact that his brain works so fast is that they've said, when, when Gorilla Grodd gets into his brain, that either he's seeing his own nightmare over and over and over again at light speed, or... He tries to slow it down, and he's seeing like like stills of his family members being killed by a giant gorilla with the blood in the mouth. I'll show you the Scott Collins art. It's fucking terrifying. Can I tell you how much I actually really enjoyed the, the teeny tiny little science nod they had at the beginning of the end of the episode about how his metabolism is so fast he can't get drunk. Neither can Wolverine. Well, that doesn't change. Well, no, Wolverine has to drink a lot. He has to actually overload his system. You know, I've actually known... I, li- I like the whole, he goes, that's the stuff... Oh, it's over. Like I said, I've, I've known a guy that's like that, though. I, but I don't... I, I don't... I literally know a guy whose metabolism is so fast that I've seen him drink insane amounts, and I've never seen him get even vaguely close to drunk. And he's, he's a small guy. He probably weighs, like, 130 soaking wet. And I've seen him drink his body weight and be fine. My thing is I don't like that they're making the Flash, like, a clean-cut hero. I do like that they're talking a little bit more about the physics of his powers. I like that he asked how fast he has to run to run up a building. How fast and I started doing the math. Yeah, how fast he needs to run to walk on water. And I love the Caitlin joke in there. You can walk on water. That puts you in pretty interesting company. It does. You and Jesus, man. 
my thing is, when are they going to introduce the Speed Force? I would really like to move away from that they've explained away the friction, the heat. I would like them to move away from the whole caloric intake. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a nice gag, but we did that in the 90s Flash. Okay, so... When Wally West, you know, brushes against the Speed Force, all that shit's eliminated. It explains that, like, this extra-dimensional thing balances everything up. Yeah, it's... For you not reading it, like, it's probably like, oh, okay, explains everything... Where's his deuce, cosmic deuce, treadmill? Yeah, do yeah, deuce ex machina. No, 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 no. The the cosmic treadmill's happening. You can't have the flash without that. That was a joke. Like, they've already done nods to it. It's it's happening. He has a treadmill. Do you ever imagine that, like, when we see the flash, it's really just uh, uh, Grant Gustin wearing uh, like green thigh highs? No, but now I'm going to. No, I didn't mean that in a weird sexual way. Well, yeah, I know what you meant. I meant him yeah, like, like that. Like, and then the green screen, screen stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I said. He said, no, I never Pulling did that. Pulling a city with his legs. <laughs> or did that make you hot, too? No, not even close. Mm. Mm. I was going to... There was a point I was going to make, and now it's gone. Thanks, Doug. The brain is broken! Hot thighs. So, Arrow. This week's Arrow... Nobody can see you doing victory arms right now. Nope, that's not victory arms. It's driving my thumb knuckles into my skull. So because you... I realize I might be wrong right. Okay. They've revealed that Roy did not kill Black Canary. I'm yes. sorry, they did not kill Sarah because there's going to be another Black Canary. I don't know if you've seen the internet. Yes, I've seen the they've, internet. They've released, yes, yes, they've I released know, what she's going to look like. Okay. So, here's the thing, though. Which I called two seasons ago. Can I tell you how pissed I was when Felicity's like, I read his DNA against the DNA on the arrows, first thing. Inconclusive. Inconclusive, I know. And I'm like, fuck you. Roy did not kill Sarah. Well, they don't, Yay! They, they don't say that conclusively. Yeah, they do. When? Because they say that um, it would be, have to be uh, that they, they they do the memory thing, and that it's it's him killing the cop. Okay. That's they they explain that away. That it's actually the anxiety of him killing the cop, and he's on the mirror Kuru, Kuru, not Sarah, but the violence of Sarah's death like reawakened that memory of him killing the cop. And they have the virtual autopsy. Well, because they buried the body. No, I get Twice. that. I get that. But it's just one of those things where it's like, they're like, the arrows couldn't have been shot. They might have been thrown with the force of Mirakuru. Well, you've met a new archer who's Thea-sized. I still think Thea killed fucking Black Canary. Well, you called that at the beginning of the I season. called it. I called it. We'll see if it's right. But you've met Cupid, who I... I'm assuming you are completely unaware of as a character. Yes. And I would not blame anyone listening to this except for me that you no, wouldn't know. Beyond unaware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a weirdly obscure pull. Cupid is a female archer who is kind of a stalker. Lo lovelorn stalker of Green Arrow. Does it make sense that she would have killed Sarah? Sarah? She Absolutely. But why would Sarah recognize her? So, no, I don't think it's Cupid. 
we know that Sarah recognizes her though. She says, "What are you doing here?" She doesn't say. It implies that's but that. Like, what are you doing here? Like you. You could say that to anybody you don't recognize or on a real. No, you'd say, "Who are you?" We could argue. And then. <laughs> Aerosounds. But uh. Aerosounds. So you've met Cupid, Roy didn't kill her. You find out a little bit more. I, as much as I like Arrow, I, I thought this was a bit of a hackneyed, self-contained episode where... It was a standalone. Where you see um, two things. Well, I mean, I like that they had the nod to Wildcat being a vigilante. Yay! Justice Society of America. I His mask didn't look anything like it did in the comics, so fuck you, production people on Arrow. I actually really did hate the masks. Yeah, I did too. I, I honestly thought they were going to pull the character Vigilante as a sidekick. And I really hated how whiny the villain was. You abandoned me. I didn't. Well, but yeah, but that set that up that he's not going to abandon Roy. Which doesn't make any sense because in the comics he totally abandons Roy. Um, yeah, and then he gets him off heroin. No, Black Canary does. Green Arrow abandons him. Right, it is Black Canary. But they did name him. Arsenal? Yes, finally. They, Finally. I it was one of those you and I had talked about, like, is it gonna fall under Speedy? Is it's it gonna, gonna be, be Red Arrow? Is it gonna be Arsenal? And I think we said settled it was gonna be Arsenal quite a while ago. I could have gone fifty fifty I mean I mean it's only the only two choices really, but I could have gone fifty fifty on Red Arrow versus Arsenal. I mean I really could have gone either way on that one. Because well, we, uh, we, we talked about because we talked about that Arsenal uses guns. He's a marksman, not just an archer. Like I said, we knew it wasn't going to be hard, miss. Oh, come on. I know. You haven't seen the second season. I haven't. I mean, you know she's Sportsmaster's daughter. Okay, so moving on. Internet told me I'm wrong. You have all the notes. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. You have quite a few, apparently. Uh, meh. Um, it was Kate Beckinsale in the Brian Possein bit about popping the wrinkles out of his cock. Um, I said Micron, but it was actually Gizmo, not the Mogwai, uh, from the Fearsome Five. Uh, his name was Micron Ogenius, because that's what they named people in the 70s. Uh, the Fearsome Five... Do you think maybe they put too fine a point on that? No. Uh, the Fearsome Five was, uh, Mammoth, the aforementioned Gizmo, Simon, Shimmer, and Jinx. Uh, the highest selling comic is actually not Spawn. Um, it's the 1991 X-Men, uh, written by Chris Claremont, drawn by Jim Lee. I did all that off of memory. I love you, Jim Lee. Um, 8.1 million copies across six covers. Can I say a follow-up on that, though? I tried to rewatch the Spawn movie. It's Why? just as terrible as I think it is. His cape turns into a corner of a wall. Why would you watch it? It's, they took all Every time you fight, a demon gets his wings. <laughs> oh, twins. It implies he craps his pants. Except for that part where they're at the, the birthday party and he goes, Come on, Mr. Crispy. <laughs> like, John Leguizamo is basically talking like an old Jewish woman for no reason throughout the whole movie. They take out all of, like, the visceral horror. Well, they take out the fact that he was black, and when he tries to use his magic it, to make himself human again, he's like white, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, they took out all race of... race did 
didn't matter in Spawn, though. He was so horribly burned. Yeah. His, his race was inconsequential. I know. But that was the whole thing. I was like, the first couple issues, he tries to turn himself back into human, looks at his hands and goes, why am I white? And then it's like the shock of like, oh, fuck, he's a black superhero. Which really hadn't been seen outside of Falcon? Black Panther? Is Black Panther the one that owns maybe Blade? the African country that has the Wakanda. Room? Okay. With Vibranium. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I said... I'll have his own movie, don't worry about it. No, I, I couldn't remember his name. I'm like, he's the black superhero. He has his own country. They have a rare element, so he's like one of the richest superheroes of all time. He's Tony Stark, Captain America, and Doctor Doom all in one. Like I said, I couldn't for the life of me think of his name, but thank you, Black Panther. Yeah. And now I kind of want... Fist up. I like how you and I both did the fist at the same time. Okay, any more internet corrections? Yeah, uh, Principal Skinner's mom was named Agnes. Okay, in mistakes I made this week. Doug, you admitted to me you own multiple pairs of parachute pants. Well, not now. I said owned, not own. Past heads. Yeah, I mean, I wore parachute pants. I was into the whole MC Hammer craze. Vanilla ice? Not so much. Well, go ninja, go ninja, go. I mean, that would have been right in my wheelhouse. Um, But yeah, I owned... uh, Weirdly enough, I think there's a picture of me at the Denver Zoo... Wearing these god awful, like digital camouflage. Yeah, I know. Uh, but like pink and like green and like I mean like neon. I'm sorry. What it it looks like Vegas just threw what up on my legs. Early nineties was this? Oh no, this was this 96? was this. Oh no, this would have been very late eighties, um, because I am wearing a neon green, and I do mean neon, like blinding green, uh, Ninja Turtles the original movie shirt. Your God, you need to put this up on the Twitter. I will, I, well, having to find that picture means I have to talk to my dad, which means he has to call me back, and that's a whole other story I'll talk about on Damn. Oh, and now it made it sad. Moving on to Deb's mistakes we made this week. You have a cat. <sighs> We've talked You have the to... cat. Well, I have a thousand cats. That's not true. I've told you a million times, don't exaggerate. So I have three cats, but since the non-turn is out of town most of the time, I really have two cats, I mean, sorry, two apartments and six cats. Yeah, I know exactly how sad that sounds. Anyways. You had to get more apartments for your cats. (laughs) Anyhow, like I said, so we've talked a few times about I'm the girl with the dragon cat, too. Fuck you, Doug. Thank you. I I was going to say, you're setting up cat trizes. Like franchises, but with cats. Catchizes. Stop talking. Okay. So, Trogdor <laughs> was sick this week. Which means that he spent an entire night keeping me awake, vomiting on things. Which sucks. Here's the kicker on that story. I would hear him throwing up, and I would get up to clean up his vomit, and then I would hear him eating immediately after he vomited. Eating the vomit or eating food? Eating food. So it's like he'd throw up the contents of his stomach and then immediately fill it again so he could throw up. Because you're hungry after you vomit. I'm not. Oh, God, no. No. Here's the bitch, though, is that I came home on Tuesday and he threw it up on my bed. So I clean it up and I strip the sheets and I put the new sheet on. And then I come home on Wednesday and he's thrown up on my bed again. I don't know when I became enough of an adult to own three sets of sheets, but apparently that happened. Hmm. 
What the fuck, cat? Really? 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 No one told you to be crazy cat lady. I intended on getting two cats and ended up with three on accident. You know, maybe that's our social contract. Social contract. Don't vomit on the bed two days in a row. Cat, human, doesn't matter. No, no, no. It's a general statement. Any creature that can vomit, don't vomit on a bed two days in a row. You know what? Shorten that. Any creature that can vomit, don't vomit. It's not fun. Well, sometimes you have to throw up, though. Like if you got the poison in your belly. Or you're having an Ipecac drinking contest. At a furry convention on a CSI episode? Well, that was a family guy joke, but you just made it so much worse. I think it was a CSI episode. With furries. An Epicac. Really? Yeah! And the guy, the guy, it's a, it's a murder, right? And it's like at a furry convention. And they're like, well, how did this guy die? It turns out that they were like sexually drinking Epicac for no reason. Why? There's no sexual... Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh. But the guy's looking Epicac off another furry, gets sick, goes outside. They're like in like a ranch area, like a little ranch in like a ranch style home. But I go, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Licks the Epicac. He's at a furry convention out in the middle of the country, right? Mm-hmm. He gets down on his hands and knees to vomit... And the farmer on the next property thinks he's a coyote and shoots him in the head. And that was the, like, solving. That was the reveal. Was that the farmer thought he was a coyote and shot him. Because he was outside on his hands and knees in a furry costume making vomiting coyote noises, I guess. My question is, could that farmer be held... Responsible? Yeah, like, I don't think so. I mean, involuntary manslaughter, maybe. But I would imagine, like, probation. Suspended sentence. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an accidental death. Like, Did you'd be able to argue way, your, your way out of that. Oh. We're actually running over. However, um, side yeah. note, I'm really enjoying How to Get Away with Murder. That, it, for the last three episodes in a row, I've had a shit-just-got-real moment at the end of every fucking episode. You're watching that in forever? I haven't watched the newest episode of Forever. I'll, I'll get to it at some point, but I haven't watched it. Mm. No, I'm, I'm keeping up on my fall TV. I'm really glad they canceled A to Z. I'm sorry Katie Siegel has to find another job. I think she'll be fine. Well, I mean, Sons of Anarchy is ending, and there's no more Futurama, and she's not doing voiceover on A to Z, which really kind of sucked a lot. Like, sucked so much. Gotta no, she's no Daniel show. Stern. <laughs> Like I said, but I mean, like all the cancellations that they've done, I'm a little bit sad at Selfie just because I liked her and her cute little outfits looking adorable. But I mean, that's about all I can say. Grace Point is awesome. I totally should have waited until they came out with all ten episodes before they shot it because I just watched episode seven and I just want to know what the fuck's going to happen. Well, watch the British version. Watch Broadchurch. They've changed it enough. It's not going to be the same. Fuck, that sucks, actually. Because immediately after I watched the first episode of Grace Point, I've watched the episode... I mean, I read all the episode synopsis, synopsis synopses of Broadchurch. So, like I said, I know who the murderer is on Broadchurch, but they've changed it enough. Just enough. Actually, yeah. props to them on that one. And David... It was, oh, 
It was so funny. The non-turner and I, uh, Michael's here doing some kind of work. I'm watching Grace Point. He looks over. He's like, hey, that looks like an alcoholic David Tennant. That is, that David, is an alcoholic. Like I said, that is David Tennant. It's actually just talking about David Tennant a couple of days ago because I was talking about Barty Crouch Jr. There is one specific character on Grace Point that I fucking loathe so much. And David Tennant tried to sleep with her last episode. I was so fucking peeved. Keep it in your pants, David Tennant. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!